And back in the commissioner's office is Superflex City. Superflex dude here with Dynasty Outhouse, Russ Fisher. And uh, the uh, the end of this series, man, like it's, it's I'm a little tearful on this because it's uh, it's on the horizon for us, Russ. We're getting there. We're getting awfully close. Don't underestimate how good we are at delaying actually recording these to stretch this out. That's true. <laughs> That's true. So we've gone through setting up, I mean, every every piece of setting up a league all the way through. Like we finally got to the startup. We did the startup draft in the latest episode. We're going to talk about startup auctions today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still got the rookie draft and the rookie auction. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's... We, probably can make that last another year yeah pretty easily <laughs> yeah like you said especially with our ability to just push this off it's not like we're stretching this out we're just kind of we just it just takes us a while to to get to the next episode sometimes oh crap we, man it's monday aren't we supposed to record uh i'm tired man <laughs> I, I i did a lot of stuff last night i don't want to all right next week <laughs> yeah i know i'd love to say that it's like big important stuff you know in real life or whatever kind of keeping us away from it but I, like just for me i'll just say for me like peek peek behind the curtain here there's been many episodes that were pushed back uh, just because I slept through an alarm or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I, I, I forget. You know, it's Tuesday. I'm like, wait, what day is it? Tuesday, Monday. What do I do on Mondays? What do I do? Ah, John, we didn't record. <laughs> <laughs> well, that doesn't feel great if I'm being honest with you, but <laughs> but it happens. I get it. I get it. Uh, especially with for you, man. You're you're just busy in general, both with fantasy football, with real. Yeah, it's fine. You're the one person who can get away with forgetting about me. Um, and, I'll never uh, forget about you. You just, you know, <laughs> don't you forget? Don't 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 you forget about me? Do 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 do. <laughs> Holding the the boombox over my head. <laughs> um, should we talk about a startup auction? Uh, I'm just having more fun talking about each other at this point. Why why ruin it with fantasy football? (laughs) I know, but man, like this, uh, this, this whole experience could use a little bit more just, you know, just friends showing up and talking lately. (laughs) It's been, it's, it's freaking toxic out there right now. I don't know what y'all's problem is. We're here helping you define the sweet spot, setting up a league. And uh, it's, it's, to me, it's been a lot of fun. Um, you keep coming back, so you must be having fun too. I don't know what everyone else's deal is. Well, I signed but... that contract, and you keep paying me, so I'm <laughs> going to keep coming back. <laughs> Your checks in the mail, wink, wink. <laughs> 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 All right, fine. Let's talk about an auction, though. Um, Let's do it because those are fun too. I think I, I know that you're not a, a huge fan. And, See, and I like I them. My, my problem is I'm not good at them. And the truth is, how do you get better at them? You keep doing them, but right. they terrify me. So I, I purposely brought myself to join a John Bosch league that is called Auction Addicts. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's my way of practice. There's an auction over everything and it's bankroll. So it's a lot of money stuff. And it's, we'll get to that a little later. But no, absolutely. I, I love auctions. I, no. I like auctions. I love drafts. Drafts to me are fun because 
you trade more easily in drafts and clearly that's what i like to do and because it's you know i'm the old man yelling at clouds it's what i'm used to it's what i've always done and i know a lot of people did start in auctions or did them a lot earlier in their fantasy careers than like 20 years in or whatever the hell i am but they're fun they're absolutely fun i just don't want it to be all my leagues that that's like that's my line like i'm good with a couple i think i have three or four leagues that are auctioned and i'm absolutely fine with that's it yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of the same. Like I still like, I still really like drafting auction is my preference just okay. because I feel like I can build a team. I mean, you have the opportunity to build the team that you want, you know, and, and everybody knows, like I've got a very specific roster build, you know, the quarterback extreme strategy, the super flex flywheel, like all of this stuff. It's, it's not even, just the fact that I feel like it works particularly well, like that—that's what makes me comfortable. You know? Yeah, that's what that's what it's a game that you're supposed to be having fun with. So you might yeah. as well go with what you like. Yeah, exactly, and and go all in on what you know. Like that's that's you know one of my kind of one of my tent poles of my dynasty strategy is is you know it, like I'm I'm all about go get your guy. I'm mm-hmm. all about you know um, if if you're a fan of a particular NFL team and you like having the players from that team on your roster, then hell like do it, you know, stack them up, baby. Yeah. Um, because if unless you're, you're a Texans fan, in which case maybe <laughs> rethink that strategy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, just be a fan. <laughs> um, don't, yeah. Don't let it spill over into fantasy, at least not yet. Um, but yeah, I mean, because the idea is, you know, on top of the fact that this is a game, it's meant to be fun. You're also just going to care about that roster more yep. if it's got the players that you're comfortable with and and that you're, you know, that you care about, that you root for, things like that. You're going to manage that roster better. So I feel like in auction, you have a better opportunity to do that. You know, mm-hmm. that's Absolutely. the one that's kind of the one opportunity that you've got to put, you know, Patrick Mahomes and Kyler Murray on the same roster. Like you can do it in a draft, but man, it's hard to do. Like, you mean like my trade addicts nine team where I did that exact thing. Really? Mm-hmm. So I traded up for the one one and the one Oh three. Oh, wow. What did you have to give up to do that? Oh, who the hell knows? <laughs> uh, I, picked the 101 and the 103 and then didn't pick again until the 412 and clearly i lost my f- future first and second and all of that somewhere you yeah. know there was a, there was a lot of moving around I, i'm not going to pretend to remember what i did in february no less last week uh but it was a lot of fun that is all i will say it is something i've <laughs> never done before like i've traded up for the 101 before you know because i love me some patrick mahomes and yeah but doing both of those was whew, like it was it, it was a rush and then yeah. really boring for a while because I I did not pick to the 412 and then I got Chris Godwin at the 412 and so it's not like again this isn't the point to argue this because we're supposed to be talking about auctions but I, I hate the argument of you can get what you want in auctions if you're if you know what you're doing you can get what you want in drafts yeah you can it, it, it's a lot more work let's let's spell, <laughs> let's spell that out but you know if you have an active enough league then absolutely you can do whatever the hell you want in drafts too. Yeah. Yeah. The, and, and like it, in all honesty, I think that you're probably going to end up with a pretty similar roster. 
you know, just because, you know, the, the, the fact that you traded up to get that extra early first round pick, um, you know, and, and I mean, it was even more difficult for you because you had to trade up for two, two early firsts where, you know, if you, if you just kind of lucked into one one and then all you have to do is, you know, trade up for one Oh three. Yeah. You know, it would have been a much easier, much easier road to walk. And, uh, you would have, you know, you, you probably wouldn't have given up quite as much as you had to give up to do it. But, you know, at the end of the day, the, the amount of trading that you had to do to get there is pretty much equivalent to the auction budget that you're going to have to spend to get those two guys. I mean, that's, yeah, it doesn't exactly equal, but mm-hmm. the theory behind it equals it's, it's all capital, you know, how much you're willing to spend to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Like those two players alone are going to cost, you know, almost half of your budget in an auction. Probably but, more at this point. Yeah. <laughs> in a super flex league. Yeah. 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 Cause I mean, my, my guiding principle has always been, I mean, now we're getting a little into auction strategy. We'll, we'll tie it back in a second. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Don't worry. But I mean, my guiding principle has always been that, you know, you basically to, to make it translate into an auction, you just look at ADP, start with the top player. It's been Pat Mahomes now for, you know, the last couple of years. And that player is probably going to go for at least 25% of your budget. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, if Mahomes goes for, you know, 25%, if he even goes for 27% and then Murray goes for 23%, now, yeah, now you're at, you're at half your budget. So, Yeah. yeah. So anyways, like the, the point being, you know, there's it. It feels like a more direct route to building the exact roster that you want in yes, an auction. I the reality that, yeah. is, it doesn't necessarily work that way. Um, but yeah. it's it's a clearer path. It's a straighter shot. You know, it's yeah. kind of Occam's razor. So, all right, but let's let's draw it back. Let's take a step back. We've used the word budget over and over again. Mm-hmm. Let's let's jump into our format here. What is your ideal budget for an auction startup? So, and and the reality is, I, I wonder if you ag- ag- agree with this or not. The truth of the matter is, the budget doesn't really matter. It's you know? yeah. We talked about this we're, with waivers. It's yeah. very similar. We're theory. working off of yeah. We're working off of percentages, not really an exact exactly. amount. So, so again, where I say, you know. 101 is going to go for about 25%. Notice I didn't say a dollar amount because yeah. that doesn't matter at all. It can be $25, it can be $250. At the end of the day, it's the same percentage. So, you know, yeah, I, you want to hit that sweet spot where a dollar matters a little bit. Like <laughs> you want to be able to have a couple of dollars. Like you want two bucks to be able to buy a guy at the end, you know, but you yeah. don't. You don't want to make it so high that you're bidding $25 on CJ Procise because you're bored at the end. Like CJ Procise, no, it doesn't matter what the percentage is. CJ Procise should never be 25 bucks. And I don't know why I just pulled that name out of my hat. <laughs> like he, he means nothing now, no less if someone listens to this next year. But, you know, you don't want to be having all of this money left over just because you started with $10,000 for some reason. And yes, it all does burn down to percentages. But if you go with three, four hundred dollars, 
50% is a lot more meaningful than 50% at 10,000 because once it gets a little later and everyone spent a chunk of their money, only having $86 out of 400 and having, what did I say, 10, having 2,500 to spend, you can manipulate 2,500 a lot more and a lot less meaningfully than you can $86. Yeah. So to me, I like that, like maybe $400, $500 range. Like that's that's where I like it because you have that point where you're going to be, your lowest guys are going to be $1, $2. And that's going to be pretty normal towards the end, as opposed to starting with $10,000 where it's just going to get kind of pointless at some point where you're going to have, a thousand, two thousand bucks at the end of every auction, and you're just going to be bored putting a hundred dollars on guys that you'll that just don't matter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think that's that's kind of the thing is you know working backwards. Who are the players who you know you want at the end of a year auction going for a dollar? There's yeah. a formula in there. I mean, this kind of is just like stream of consciousness right now. So there's oh, yeah. no way on earth. I'm not a numbers guy. I'm there's no way I'm figuring this out right now. But basically, nope. you know, you would kind of figure out how many players are going to end up on rosters, like how many teams do you have, how many players on each roster, and so how many players are going to end up getting auctioned off and, you know, figure out how many of the at the back end should be worth a dollar, man. I mean, yeah, if there really I, was I, I a formula for that, we'd have a more standardized amount, but we don't. So it really is a matter <laughs> of feel. Yeah. yeah, that's really what it comes down to. Uh, but yeah. again, it uh, exactly. It's a matter of feel. And my feel is that like four or five hundred dollars. And it yeah. also you have to you, you brought up a very good point. Amount of teams and amount of roster spots absolutely comes into play. The more teams, the more roster spots, you probably want to increase that dollar amount. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And I mean, you know, a hundred and a thousand, those are kind of some nice round numbers for people to work with, like percentages, you know, come pretty naturally when you've got a number like that, but yeah. I'm with you. I think the sweet spot is, is right in the middle of that. So, um, you know, most of mine end up being 500. I yeah. think that that's still an easy number to work with. Yeah. Um, see, I like 400 because like you said, your stud's supposed to cost about 25%. So that's just, that's 100. Like it's, it's a right. nice and easy number, but yeah, if you told me 400, you told me 450, you told me 500. It's, you know, there's calculators on computers. So you can, you can figure <laughs> out what, what percentages are, but that's, that's my, that's my sweet spot. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. So, um, so I lost our list here. There we go. So um, live auction, slow auction is, is I mean, so we're, we're generally going to be talking about slow auctions here, but like, I wanted you, to talk about live a little bit. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Like I, I do one um, in a, so it's a redraft league. Um, one of my home leagues, it's, I mean, that's one of my first leagues and it's still going. Um, we don't really, we don't trade. We've got some keepers that kind of changes things a little bit, yeah. but like, I, I, you know, I bottom line is I don't have a ton of frame of reference when it comes to a live auction for dynasty with trading. Like I don't, I don't have, I've a done a live live. Like we did, it was on zoom, but it was still a live rookie draft mm -hmm. auction. Sorry. 
force a habit. It was so much freaking fun. Really? And even just doing it live through MFL and then having like a Google chat going otherwise with everyone in there. But either way, the feeling of redlining someone, you know, because clocks in a live, this will just drip into our next topic was the clock. You know, when you do a clock in a live auction, it's like a minute. It's 45 seconds. It's very slow. If there's a bid, the clock sometimes goes up like 10, 15 seconds or goes back up to a minute if it's a quick one. Uh, so, but there's nothing like having like a 40 second timer. It gets down to one second and then you go $2 and then you're just like, oh, like it's, it's so awesome. It's so much fun. Like everyone comes out of this startup pissed off <laughs> there. I, it really is. And like, I know people that have actually either hired auctioneers or just had their friends do it. And it's cause it's just, it really, there is nothing like it. It is live drafting is fun. Mm -hmm. Live auctioning is insane. It is great. And I highly recommend it again, even if you're just doing it through the site and just talking to each other, like, you know, John and I are sitting here staring at each other longingly through StreamYard, <laughs> but it is just, it's so much fun just to be like, and especially if you allow table talk, which I absolutely always think there should be allowed because you're like, really, you're going to let this guy slip through for that amount. Come on guys. And then someone's like, fine, you know, throws their hand in the air. <laughs> like, ah. it, it really, it is, is absolutely so much fun to do a live auction, but the same thing with live drafts. It's always, especially when you're a grown up, super tough to get all those people in the same place at, or even again, virtually just at the same time, you know, getting that together with, 12 or so people who have their own separate lives super difficult which is why we do slow drafts why we do slow auctions so i don't want table talk to slip slip through the cracks <laughs> like that's that's a pretty important component of it so um for those who aren't familiar with that term let's okay. uh, let's hit on that real quick because i do think like it's a bigger part of auctions and drafts usually um, but it's also, it's just in general, it's, it's kind of a wedge issue. It's very controversial, which I don't get, man. Like, yeah, it's boring to not do it. Okay. So let's table talk is like, I gave a great example before, like, really, you're going to let Dalvin cook go through for 15%. Come on. Someone has to bid at least 18%, right? Boost them up. Like, and people get upset by that because they thought they were going to get a good deal. And then you just pushed someone else to do it. To me, the truth is seriously are we like in high school with me you know throwing drugs like come on all the cool kids are doing it no man like that's not if i if someone's gonna bid on someone they're gonna bid on someone it's they're not gonna do it because i said so you know maybe they had an inkling to do it and you know me saying do it do it do it do it do it they're like okay you know what fine whatever let's just do it <laughs> but like again they probably would have done it anyway and if you're playing with people that are there to pay attention Stuff's not going to slip through. It's a conscious decision to let auctions end. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. not really, oh, man, I was yawning and missed the end of that clock. You know, good thing you said something. I almost, you know, missed bidding $2 on that guy. <laughs> I, I get that, like, maybe people take it too far. Maybe that's what people get upset about. Like, there's a level of aggression that comes with it, which I don't know how to be aggressive. So I don't really, I maybe that's just why I don't see it that way. I know how to be aggressive. It's just, I don't usually do it, uh, but it's just to me, it's so much fun. It's, it's boring to just have to sit there and be like $2. Yeah. <laughs> and of course people listening can't see me looking around the room. Like there's nothing else to do or twiddling my thumbs, but like why I, 
I would love to hear a good argument. Like I know plenty of people that don't like it. And it's really just because they do get frustrated with trash talk <laughs> is what it comes down to. It's a different level of trash talk than just during the season and stuff like that. And people aren't there for it. I'm super there for it. Yeah, I, I kind of am too. I think people's big issue is actually in drafts come to think of it. I mean, like I said, it's, it's way more applicable in, in auctions, but you know, if, so if you're, if you're, you know, two picks away in a draft and somebody mentions the fact that, you know, Chris Godwin is you're, you're hit four twelve, um, whoever's on the clock at four ten, somebody gets in the chat and says, Oh, Chris Godwin's still there. Well, how is he falling this far? <laughs> yeah, that's a lot worse. <laughs> and so they get picked right there and then, you like you were trying to sneak him through. Yeah. Um, I like, I think that that's, I, I, that's probably the argument against it in a draft. So I, I don't know. I, I get it, but man, that just doesn't feel like the type of thing that, that you want to set the tone of your league by legislating. Yeah. Let you me know? take away fun guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No talking, no talk. Yeah. Just, just sit there quietly and, and, you know, build your team. I guess technically silent auctions are a thing, but, not in fantasy football. Yeah. Yeah. They shouldn't be. This is, it's a, a loud in your face game. <laughs> yeah. Everything about it should be that way. Um, all right. So back to, back to the live auctions though. Um, so, I mean, have you done any live auctions where you can still trade? Like it feels like too short of amount of time to be able to negotiate it is, a trade. Yes. But yeah, it's tough. I, I mean, again, I've only done it for a rookie draft. So there's a, not as much trading as as uh, like during a startup, at least in my mind. So mm -hmm. e yeah, you need to be if you're on the computer doing the live draft. It's a little easier because you can have a couple of windows open if you're a work from home person or you have a nice setup. You have multiple monitors, so you could be looking at everything. It's a lot tougher if you're in person. In person to have to be like, yo, yo, buddy. You, you, you want to trade this guy and give me some auction money? Like it, it's tough to do that in person, but mm -hmm. with a 45 second clock, you have to wait for the right time. Like you have to find a player. You don't, you know, you don't want to bid on and hope that people string it along a little bit so you can get your talks done. Otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, it sounds like it kind of works better for a rookie auction. So the, the, the big thing, like, let's, let's just, I mean, let's talk about trading in an auction just in general. Like mm -hmm. this is, you know, we, we kind of glossed over it, but like, you know, there's kind of an argument for and against auctions. I, I definitely presented the, the argument for auctions, but you know, the anti-auction side and, and people argue against this for sure. Um, but the reality is it's just hard to trade in general. If you're doing a startup yeah. auction, you're not going to see nearly as many trades. And there's a very good reason for that. I mean, in, you know, in a, in a draft, like you can package a different, like a variety of different draft picks to move up or to move down how, you know, there's, there's a lot of different ways to go in an auction. I mean, who's trading, you know, 25 auction dollars for 30 auction dollars. <laughs> like there's kind of no way to yeah, do that. The part. only way that really works is buyer's remorse, right? Yeah. Like, oh man, yeah, I got Michael Thomas. Wait, Michael Thomas isn't really worth 20% of a budget anymore. You know what? Let's cut my losses. I'll sell him for 18%. That's really yeah. like when you get a little later in the auction and you decide, 
all right, I don't like how this is working. Let me sell off one of my guys. Sometimes you're lucky and you get what you paid. Sometimes people get desperate and you could sell, you know, QB exit and you sell a quarterback for a little bit more. But also that's also gets a little tough because you don't really want too much money unless it's a bankroll league, which we'll get to a little later. But unless that money carries over into free agency or whatever, you don't want extra money at the end. So when you get later in, you don't want to buy in money anyway. The reason I think trading in drafts works so much better is like when you're trading up, you see the picture, you know what you're trading for. Cause usually you only trade up when it's within a few picks mm-hmm. or when you're crazy and you do it before the draft just for the hell of it. At least, you know, drafts don't follow ADP. If they did, we'd know exactly who's going, but you have an idea, you know, you have a pretty strong idea what that second round is going to look like. So, you know, I'm going to package my third and fourth to move up to the second, you know, you can, you can sense that kind of thing, but before a draft, before an auction, you can't do anything. You literally like, Hey, I'll give you 20 bucks for 20 bucks. Like right. it doesn't <laughs> yeah. really work that way. Yeah, it, yeah. There's, there's nothing you could really do. It's only selling future picks or selling players after you've already won them in the auction. Yeah. Which, yeah, I mean, you can do it with the future picks. So you'll, you, you know, you'll see a few trades like that of somebody. Yeah. Selling oh, there always will be. Picks. They're always, cause yeah. people, Either A, want to productive struggle it, or B, people want to be the big pot in the, you know, the big stack in in the auction. Like they want that little extra 30, 40 bucks. They want that extra 120 bucks, whatever, you know, you sell your picks for to be able to have that one time where they're like, nope, I have more than the rest of you. And I'm going to get this guy because I want this guy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, you'll get a few of those trades, you know. Uh, rookie picks, future rookie picks, stuff like that. You'll get a few of those, but then it's going to just shut down until I mean, and, and a lot of times people have to have multiple players on their roster before they start trading them away to get Definitely. back into the auction. So like there's kind of that dead period mm-hmm. where there's no trading. Um, even then, like even, you know, uh, the, it buyer's remorse happens, but it's rare. You know, like it's not going to happen very often. So, you know, once or twice per auction, maybe. So, well, I mean, if we have time later, we'll get into price enforcing. <laughs> and that's right. where the buyer's remorse really comes in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When people get caught for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's just not a lot of a lot of trading anyways. You know, yeah, that, it's yeah, it's just not built into that format very well. It just doesn't fit. Right. Yeah. So regardless of, of live or slow, um, like it's, it's easier to negotiate a trade in a slow, in a slow auction, but like anything really. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Either way. I mean, you know, it's probably just not going to happen a whole lot, but you know, but again, like there's also, there's, you know, there's, there's, there's kind of those, all of those drawbacks to it. Um, that kind of prevent trading but there's also the other side of it where we don't usually need to trade because we're getting all the guys that we want exactly without moving around so yeah you know so it's it's there's kind of a there's an argument for and against auctions and yeah it's yeah exactly it's absolutely a preference thing and i again i like both but I definitely have my preference. I definitely prefer drafts. You were saying before your mm-hmm. preference is auctions. I know people like 
John Bosch and Matt Price pretty much don't join draft leagues anymore. They only do auctions like because that's that's their deal. They find drafts boring. Yeah. No one finds auctions boring. They just find them (laughs) overwhelming like I do. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Especially, man, the first time you do one, it's. it's Oh, my God. For another podcast about how bad my first auction was. (laughs) (laughs) I think we all have those stories. Like, I mean, you're just you're you're drinking from the from the fire hydrant. (laughs) You have no idea what to do. Yes. And all it comes at you fast. Speaking of speaking of fast and slow and clocks, let's move on because we're going to it's already a half hour. Uh, I think we're going to stick mostly too slow, but throw a little in on the live drafts clock clocks per nomination per player however you want to say it we'll get to nominations in a second um for live you want it to be fast for live mm-hmm. auctions you don't want it to be much more than a minute is really what i think yeah. and every time someone raises the bid either it goes up 10 seconds resets to the minute that's super up to you or up to the whatever format you're using um but when it comes to slow auctions Oh, I've played in a lot of different leagues with a lot of different clocks. I am in a league with, I think Capitalist Pigs does like 16, 18 hour clocks. I've been in a league with a 24 hour clock and it's frustrating. That's far too long for me. I I stick with eight hours, just like I do with the draft. You know, eight, maybe like eight, nine hours, just because there are absolutely people who, can't look at their phones during work they're not as lucky as you know i am to have a job where i sit at my computer all day so those people shouldn't get screwed because of that and yes they know what they signed up for and all that crap but what are they never going to join a freaking league because you can't set your timer for a little longer Mm -hmm. but like imagine you're in an auction you have a player you've it's a 24 hour clock there's one minute left and someone bids That guy goes back to 24 freaking hours. Like it's going to take a long time to get any of these players off the board. So it's just, it's a lot to have to wait for. So you really want to sort of measure it out to a point that everyone has a chance to see a player. Everyone has a chance to bid on a player, but it keeps the auction going. You don't want it to get stale where you're stuck with guys on the board. I mean, I've had, uh, I was in an auction where Christian McCaffrey was on the board for literally a week. Like, cause he just kept getting re-upped and re-upped and re-upped. And honestly, that's a, that's somewhat normal, you know, to keep a player, especially a stud like that on there for a few days. But yeah, it's, I need a, a bit of a shorter clock. I understand in this day and age, four or five hours isn't reasonable for a lot of people. So I, I will go with an eight hour clock and be okay with that. Yeah. That tells me that, as always, there's kind of a sweet spot somewhere in between. Um, I I like eight hours, but I will say, I mean, you know, the, the answer is probably twelve, right? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 that's what I'm thinking. I mean, the goal, the dream, uh, the the unreachable star is eight hours of sleep. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that's 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 coming from the guy who doesn't have kids. So, um, but like, I mean, you know, if that happens, if, if you achieve that once, uh, in your life and it happens to be in the middle of an auction, because it it doesn't pause at night, you know? And even if it does, if you're not in the, in the right time zone. Oh yes. Yeah. (laughs) You kind of get hit, hit with that one. So, I mean, it's, it, 
Unless you're the kind of person that takes it seriously enough to set an alarm for 4.45 in the morning so you can go bid up a guy, which yeah. <laughs> I, I have done. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, there's been times where I've done it, but I've also, I don't know. I, again, like I'd way rather get that extra, you know, hour or two of sleep than, uh, than get that one player. So Yeah, and then even at the end, you don't even end up winning him. Was it really worth it? No. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only if you get to go back to sleep, which, I mean, yeah, it's not going to happen. So, yeah, I, I think it's 12 hours. I end up doing 12 hours. And and just kind of, you know, my, my theory is, you know, eight hours to sleep, eight hours, or, you know, whether it's just like, even if you're not sleeping that whole time, just, just having the phone turned off is, you know, that's kind of the equivalent of sleep sometimes. Um, eight hours to work, you know, things like that. So, um, 12 hours just allows for more real life essentially. So, so I do think that that's probably the sweet spot, but man, like if you can, if you've got, you know, a, a full league of people who are going to be able to to check in frequently. I would love to make it shorter. Yeah. Yeah. Bump it down to eight. Bump it down to six if you can. Oh, that's the dream. Because, yeah. yeah, it was. And that's check during lunch. Like six hours is fine for that. You know, check before yeah. you leave work. Check at lunch. Check when you get home. Check after dinner. Like You don't have to be on top of it, but you could still check every two, three hours. Right. Yeah. Yeah. T- I've I've done 24 um, it's horrible. I hate yeah. it. I hate it. First of all, that auction takes forever. Yep. And and like it, it's so funny because you know we like when we we get into a startup, we just get like just get so rushed to get mm-hmm. through that thing. I don't know why that is. Just we just feel like, man, I just want to get this thing done. You know, like it's some kind of chore. Like I can't wait until this is over. And then it's over and we're like, oh, I missed that. Yeah, you get far too excited and you rush through it and you're like, oh. Yeah, Yeah. well, I guess I better join another one, spend Mm. another 50 bucks. So, you know, it's it. But but that's real. Like that happens. People start getting antsy about it and just want to get through it. So, you know, 24 just kind of slows it down a little too much. Starts, you know, people start getting pissy about it. And it's just... It, well, I mean, let's too long and... let's let's move on to the next thing on our list, which also sort of plays into why you don't want the longest clock. There are the way you put players on the board is called it's nominations. Mm-hmm. And at least the way I've done it, the way I've seen it is, well, two ways. One rolling nominations where literally you go almost like a draft order and you take turns nominating a player. And if it's a live draft, it's one person at a time. You know, I nominate Patrick Mahomes, his auction ends. John nominates Kyler Murray, his auction ends. But in a slow auction, I have to like purposely think of the word auction over and over again, because I'm going to say draft Uh, in a slow auction. You're not doing one player at a time. Honestly, that's boring as hell. (laughs) You know, you're going to want a lot of players on the board. And the problem is if your clock is too long and you keep nominating players, you're going to have like 80 players on the board. And like I said, you want, you want a couple of players. You don't want 80 players. You, you, you want it to end. You want players to go away eventually. Yeah. Uh, But let's, let's get into 
how your nominations work. I said the first way there's the rolling order, yep. but, or there's the per day, you know, everybody gets one nomination per day. Everyone gets two nominations the day after that. Everyone, you know, you sort of map it out where the first few days, everyone nominates one person. The next few days, people nominate two people. Also going back to the rolling is the way to do it. The way I've seen it done is everyone nominates someone like on the initial board. And then after someone comes off the board, someone nominates someone. So that's a way of regulating how many people are on the board. A new person doesn't go up till someone comes off, which again, will be very, very boring in a 24 hour clock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause then you're, you're pretty much going to be stuck with probably 12 guys at, at a time. And it's going to be for a very long time because someone's going to need to win and that's going to take forever. So what is your yeah. preferred nomination method for a slow auction? It's definitely, uh, um, I I actually usually do two nominations per person at a time. Okay. Um, and I like I feel like MFL used to let you do per day. I don't think they do anymore. They do but, not. It has to be commissioner, uh, policed, reviewed, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of too bad because uh, you know basically what happens, and this is kind of regardless of how long your clock is. Like a player gets nominated, all the action is in the, I mean, 90% of the action on that player is in the first hour. <laughs> and, yeah. then, and then you just kind of settle in on a price and then he just sits on the clock for the rest of the time. Um, every now and then he'll get bid up a, a, a little bit, you know, um, a few hours in. Just yeah, by somebody I mean, who hasn't checked in in a while. There's gonna and also strategy is gonna come into it when the when there's a lot of players on the board, who ends when and all of that. But this yeah. isn't a strategy podcast. But yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, it it's for that reason. Like I, I like to I like to have as many players on the board as possible at once without mm -hmm. overwhelming people. Exactly. You know? Um, I, if you've got, you know, if it's a 12 team league, 24 players on the board, that's pretty good. Like that's a, that's a good amount of players for you to, to kind of chase. And, um, you know, I, again, like all the action's going to be in that first hour. So, you know, it's, 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 that's kind of a lot for somebody to try and juggle all at once. Yeah. Um, but you know, a lot of times, like when we when we say an eight hour clock, a twelve hour clock, whatever it is, that doesn't mean it's going to be exactly twelve hours. No one is like, almost no one is going through yeah. at, at your first unless you because you can enter guys in. You don't have to put them in for a dollar. You put when you nominate them, you nominate them at a certain amount. So mm -hmm. if you go in and you nominate Patrick Mahomes at seventy percent. He's probably going through it in your oh, same yeah. amount of time because no one's <laughs> overbidding that. But chances are you're not going to do that. You're going to try and get him for as low as you possibly can. So you put him in for 20% and see what happens. His chances are he's not going straight through in eight hours. Someone's at least one person is going to bid up a dollar, you know, something right. stupid like that, in which case that resets the clock. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, that's so that's the big point right there. When a new bidder takes over uh, as a high bid, it resets the clock. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, so that's where, you know, even a 12 hour clock, it ends up taking, you know, it ends up taking 
close to you, a full 24 hours. You, yeah, you have to pretty much add in, like you said, even if it is just that first hour of people of the action on that one player, you're probably adding at least an hour to that clock with yeah. the amount of times it gets reset after 10, 15 minutes. So yep. very rarely are you going to get something through untouched. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so I feel like uh, I feel like two is a good number. Um, like I said, I, I, I my personal preference is to increase that by the day, just like add one every day, um, just because you are going to have those guys who have been, you know, you're going to have player, you're going to wake up the next morning to players that you nominated still have, you know, four hours before yeah. they clear something like that, you know? So, so, you know, it's, it's nice to get some, some fresh blood in there. Um, but you also don't want to overwhelm people. So, you know, kind of incrementally add to it, I think is the way to go. Um, yeah. I mean, that's what I've seen. I've, the few I've done are mostly run by Bosch. So they're all done the same way where it's usually the first two or three days it's one per team. And then it goes to two per team for two or three days. And then usually after that, it's just go nuts. Yeah. yeah after a while, it's just, let's just get this over with. Just go, you know, anyone you want throw on the board. Uh, the mm -hmm. first day is, you know, it's not super exciting. Like you said, you know, by doing two people, you're putting a lot of people on the board and you're going to keep a lot of people on the board that way because everyone, assuming everyone does put two people, nominate two people, because not everyone nominates, you know, either they don't have time that day, they forget, or maybe it's a strategy of just not having, wanting more people on the board. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm not that good at auctions to know if that's something people do. <laughs> Bold strategy gotten. Let's see if it works. Uh, <laughs> so like you said, you don't want to overwhelm people, but you still want there to be action. And yeah, putting one person on nominated per day on that first day, there's not a super amount of action. But the second that second day rolls around, it's there and it's it's rolling. So it really is a matter of how 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 large, how large are your rosters? That's a very good question. And then we're getting into the question later of do you have to fill them? Uh, but so if you have larger rosters, yeah, you should probably do. If this is a startup and you're doing thirty man, do do at least two people at the beginning. <laughs> Otherwise, your your auction is going to take like a month and a half. Yeah, for sure. And and just kind of a pro tip, I guess. Um, I I really like to keep track somehow of who nominated each player. So I mean, I you can NFL do does that um yeah kind of like you can they're, they've got like a report that you can yeah. go to but i like having it easily accessible i mean you can have you know a a, a thread on your league message board you can have a google sheet my yeah. favorite is just to you know when you nominate a player you can make a comment just comment like your name so yeah. that you know oh yeah because it shows it next to the the actual auction itself yeah yeah, exactly. So, you know, it'll, it'll say Russ next to it. So, um, so that we know that that's who nominated him. And so, because after, you know, especially later in the auction, after they've been on the board for, you know, a day and a half, you're totally going to forget that you nominated that guy. I promise that'll happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so, but you know, that way people know like that auction just cleared that player that Russ nominated just cleared so now russ gets to make another nomination also you know? yeah if especially if you want to make it that you get to nominate once your guy is off you absolutely know right then whose it was that's coming off the board yeah uh i i'm not a fan of that like i don't like the nominate when one ends really? it keeps it too static like i like the per day 
idea of it all yeah. because there's a chance that you are either bored and, and like you're about to drop a brand new group of people in which case everyone's going to dive because oh man this board got dropped down to four people but now there's 12 more like yeah <laughs> or there's 25 people on the board like oh my god there's going to be 12 more <laughs> like you know it <laughs> I, I like that feel it's less organized and to me auctions are a little less organized so that's part of the fun of it mm -hmm. so i i like the idea of the daily ads as opposed to add when one ends regardless of whether you do it in a rolling order or if you get to nominate when a prior nomination of yours goes through so you can have as many as four players that you nominated on the board like on day two but then when the two that you nominated on day one once they clear then you you just have the two that you nominated that day and it, you don't nominate anymore Is until the next day comes around when you can nominate more. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I mean, it, yeah. It well, see, the it... thing is you don't have to nominate them first thing in the morning, you know, especially if you can nominate two, you nominate one, when you wake up, you nominate the other one during lunch to spread it out. Yeah. I, again, not a strategy podcast and I wouldn't be the person to be talking if this were, <laughs> but you know, there's, there's ways to handle it that you don't have to do it right away that you can spread it out like that anyway. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so I, like I think that both ways are valid. What I do is, you know, once your nom one of your nomination clears, then you nominate another one. That's the way I've always done it. But yeah, I mean, they're it's too, they're, cl it's too clean. Yeah, That's <laughs> you don't like that. <laughs> Even if I add one tomorrow, like I, you know, you nominate two today, you can nom nominate a third tomorrow. Now you're up to three nominations a day, or you know, at a time, mm -hmm. essentially. So, yeah, two different ways to do it. Both, I think both work very well. Oh, um, yeah. They're, again, you know, we're we're arguing for what we like, but you know, there's no right way. It's whatever works for you and your group of people. Yeah. But we only got like 15 minutes left, so we're going to move <laughs> right. on to proxy versus non-proxy bidding. Yeah. Now, the best way I've ever come to be able to describe this is proxy bidding is you say I'm, bi I'm bidding $6 on this guy, and that's the bid on this guy. Yeah. Non-proxy is ebay uh reverse backwards yeah. proxy yep realized it the second i said it out loud non-proxy <laughs> is dollar amount six dollars something just fell down upstairs uh, uh -oh. six yeah whatever it's not my problem it's whoever fell down problem uh <laughs> non-proxy is hey i'm gonna put six dollars on this guy this guy's worth six dollars proxy bidding is ebay style where you put in your highest bid amount but that's not what the guy goes for. You know, you when you're nominating someone, I nominate him for six bucks, but he shows up on the board as one dollar. So if someone comes in and bids four dollars, it bumps up to four, but I'm still winning because my high bid is six. Yeah. You know, but once someone comes and bids eight dollars, it moves up to seven because that's one dollar higher than my bid, and they have control now. Yep. I hope that doesn't sound confusing because it really is just, I mean, it's I feel like everyone's used eBay <laughs> at this point. Come on, man. Uh <laughs> So, so like that's, I, I like that for the pure reason of, I find it more fun. Yeah. Um, I like the idea of a being able to feel like I got a deal because I, some point I felt like I was willing to spend $87 on this guy, but he passed through for 72, you know, like you get that feeling <laughs> in your brain. Like, yes, I didn't, you know, have to pay it all when in reality you can just bid $72 and then up them again. If someone else does in, in, non-proxy bidding but i also love it when 
you get the higher end people that are up for hundreds of dollars. And let's say on the board, they're up at $300. And you're like, 306. Okay, he still has them. 308. Mm-hmm. 311. Like you slowly move it up. And chances <laughs> are their high bid could be 500 bucks. But I love creeping it up every few minutes. Just like it's, I, it to me, again, it's fun. It has nothing to do with strategy. It has nothing to do with right or wrong. I just, I love the idea of that kind of creeping feeling of being able to do that with people. Yeah. And I, I, I love not always having to go in on my max. Like, so that's the reason I love proxy bidding. Yeah. It, it, it sucks more money out, which is kind of fun too. If I'm being honest, like there's a lot more I, strategy because yeah, you can't, if, yeah. even if, if I bid 50 bucks as my highest, but he's only on the board for 40, I still have $50 taken out of my budget because that can go up at any time. So yeah. at least MFL accounts for that. So there's a <laughs> lot more strategy put into it. Yeah, there's also, you know, so if I've got the high bid of 50 and on a player, but, um, you know, I, I, I said that my max is 50, but right now I have the high bid at 20 and you come in and you bid it up to 30. And so now my high bid is 30. I still have the high bid because my max is at 50, but you know, you just, you just said, Oh, I'm willing to go up to 30 on that player. Now you go up to 35. Like at this point, like you're getting pretty pot committed to going after that player and getting it up to 51. So, you know, I think that you you end up pulling more money out of the pot a lot of mm-hmm. times um, by doing it that way. I still I, I prefer non proxy, but um, I think that there's there's kind of a time and place for both. There's there's an argument for both. Proxy is nice because uh, it doesn't reset the clock. Unless you take over the high bid. Yes. Yes. So that's well, I mean, kind of in the proxy, regardless, you're you're resetting it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Every time somebody takes over the high bid, which can be a just a dollar increase, it resets the entire 12 hour clock in non-proxy. In proxy, I mean you have to actually get past that person's max in order to reset the clock. So, so that part's kind of nice. Sometimes, you know, somebody will bid on a player, but not bid enough. And so you still get them, you know, within however much time was left. So that part's nice. Um, what I will say with proxy is it really kind of works best with fewer nominations, uh, fewer players on the board, um, just because you have more money committed to each player um, at a time, you know, you kind of set, this is how much I'm willing to spend, even though, you know, right now my high bid is 20. I said, I'm willing to spend 50. I've got $50 committed to that player. So it makes it a lot harder to chase a second player at the same time. So I would bump down the nominations um, if you're going to do proxy, but you know, that's kind of a preference thing as well. Like all of this stuff, there's strategy involved. You can do it different ways. So, uh, but yeah, to me, if you're going to do proxy, just just personal opinion here, I think that you want to bump down the nominations. Yeah, I can see that. And you definitely just need to be more sure of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay um, so we, we brought up the question before. Do you require a full roster at the end of an auction? Yeah. And here's the reason this is a question because 
in a draft by the way yeah you can trade up and down and sometimes you get extra picks which you can't draft more than your roster but sometimes you trade up a lot you have to spend multiple picks to do that and you end up with less people not a big deal but the difference with auction is you can go and spend you know we said studs cost 25 percent. you can then just go spend 25 percent on four players and then you have four studs on your team and then fill your team with zero dollar waivers after the auction goes you know that's not in line with the way some people like to play i guess is my question mark at the end of that but i would never think to require a full roster at the end the only time i would do that is like the eliminators that we're running right now or like maybe like best ball that kind of stuff like there's very few formats i think it matters to require a full roster i would not set maximum minimums i would not set guidelines on an auction is what it comes down to which your budget you do what you want with it yeah yeah generally i agree i think that you've got to man you like you've got to make sure on some of your settings if you're going to do it that way you've got to have first come first serve waivers like or like free agency yeah there needs to be a way to have zero dollar gain players gain to your team otherwise yes correct they're just going to play the season with four players (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that's that's kind of my cautionary tale that led to me just requiring a full a full roster uh coming out of the auction. Um the other I mean my other problem with not requiring it is you know, you kind of drive the prices up on some of the high-end guys. Um all of a sudden, yeah. I mean, you know, if you're if you if you're not required to draft your entire, you know, 30-man roster in the in the auction. It's like, what's to stop you from spending your entire budget just on your starters and, you know, make it so that, you know, the, the, the people who are actually trying to buy some depth, trying to actually fill the roster, you know, they're, they're going to have, like, they're not even going to be in on Pat Mahomes, Kyler Murray, you know, guys like that. It's It's a level of strategy though. Right. I mean that you have to build that in. Yeah. You you know, the rules, you know what you got to do. That's. Yeah, pretty much goes along with everything, regardless of format of anything. You just got to know what you're getting into. <laughs> totally. There's it, it just creates a bubble because then everybody does it. You know, everybody's just like, all right, so I guess we're just we're only buying 10 players. <laughs> we're not <laughs> filling rosters. And next thing you know, you've got, you know, 12 rosters with 10 players each on them. And, and yeah, but then you also have to think injuries happen. You know, things happen to these players where they don't perform the way you think they will. And then you get screwed. Yeah. yeah so that's that's why you, I don't think you, you will find as many people falling into that trap. You know, it's the same thing with zero RB, zero wide receiver, QBX, late QB, all of that stuff. Everyone has an idea until it starts, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. And then things happen and then, yeah, you have to react to what other people are doing. So I get it. You know, sometimes you play with the jerk that will destroy things because they can and they want to. But I say let them. I'm much more of a fan of letting things play out. And again, mostly because I'm bad at drafts and bad at auctions and I fix my team afterward anyway. So why police what's going to happen? Yeah, that's fair. Um, What else do we got? Rolling bankroll. Which I, you have way more experience with this. I mean, you play in capitalist pigs. I don't. Yeah. So, um, which, and, and that's the only league that I've really encountered 
that does a rolling bank roll. Um, I do think that that like uh, if if you're going to do a rolling bank roll, and I'll just let you explain what that is in a second. But I I do think that that's one where you really need to uh, you know again where I said you've got to be you've got to figure out your settings. You've got to have some pretty specific settings if you're not going to require a full roster coming out of the auction. Yeah, I think that rolling bankroll is another example of that. Oh, you need bylaws, such good bylaws for rolling bankroll because, like, seriously, uh, Scott Fish will give you his capitalist pigs ones if you want it. Uh, inflation is real. After a while, money means more or less, and you need to kind of keep it reined in. Uh, but it is so much fun. It, it's literally exactly what it sounds like. Your money is your money, and it never it's always yours. It never just disappears. Of course, with capitalist pigs and stuff like that, there's taxes to try and keep people from just accumulating money forever. There's a cost for not spending money. Uh, but again, that's a little too in-depth for what we're trying to talk about. But like I said before, when I was talking about spending money in an auction or when we were talking about budgets, um, you don't want to end up a budget with too much money because what's the point? You know, it's gone. After that, it doesn't turn into your waivers. It just, at the end of an auction, your money disappears. So why have money at the end? Yeah. With rolling bankroll, that absolutely takes away people spending all of their money, usually. Yeah. in Because then you have no money for waivers. You have no money for the rookie auctions besides the picks you bring in or whatever. So there's a lot more strategy that comes into, especially during your startup, with what you do with your money. Because... I mean, I know with deeper rosters of like the, the way I like it, the waiver wire isn't always anything special. But if you if you keep it a little shorter, waivers absolutely matter. And I mean, think about it. Like I in Capitalist Pigs went into the 2021 draft with the most money, and I walked away with two quarterbacks, Kyle Pitts, a couple of running backs because I could. You know, so you take it easy for a year and you build up this nest egg to be able to spend later on. You know, there's a lot more strategy to it, which makes me happy because I'm bad at just auctions as they are. So I might as well just pick a year and go all in for it. Uh, so to me, that's that's a lot of fun. Just an idea to put into your auction league. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That's uh, so the uh, the other thing. So I was talking about that home league that I commission um, that has the live auction. And, you know, like you said, there's, you know, generally speaking in an auction, there's kind of no reason to leave with any kind of money. Yeah. But um, what we do in that league, and it's a redraft league. Um, it's not actually a rolling bankroll, but whoever finishes with the most auction dollars left gets the first waiver priority um, and so okay. on. So like That's there's just... Yeah. Yeah. It just kind of creates a little bit more strategy in the yeah. auction. If, you know, if there's an actual reason to set aside some money, some of your auction money and, you know, finish the auction uh, with that still in your in your account for whatever right. it is. Um, or even, yeah, even if you don't do full bankroll, maybe if your extra money does roll into waivers, like into your waiver budget, it's just a reason to end with some money. Yeah. And not go nuts. Yeah. So is that in capitalist pigs? Is it just is that your full? That's your that's your fab. That's your free agent budget, or is it? Mm -hmm. It's like everything. Of, wow, it's that's, you have you have one pot of all of your money. It replenishes with rookie picks every year, and that's it. Nice, man. That's intense. It is, <laughs> and I. It's fun. It, it's taken me 
two years and I sort of get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'd be a t- And you're an accountant kind of <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> not, not, not enough that this came easily to me, but yeah, it's, it is so much fun and it's a lot because even in trades, a league, every league is its own market. Like this is literally a market with money. It's, yeah. it, it's very, very different. It's a lot more specific. It's a lot harder to gauge value because you have to re- figure in auctions in general, a first round pick doesn't mean nearly as much as it does in a draft because it's a dollar amount. Yeah, I guess we'll get to that when we get to the auction stuff in like three or four weeks. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's it's really it, like it definitely takes time to grasp and it's absolutely worth it to me. I, I love it. It's so much fun. If I'm doing auction leagues, I, I kind of want them to be uh, bankroll leagues. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Would it, have we missed anything here? I mean, minimum bid, I guess. Um, I mean, for I, I, mean, I don't know if, that that you, really... you have to put a. I don't think you could do zero yeah. bids in a startup. You know, so I, one dollar. You do. You know, you do it in, in, in increments. That's the word of a dollar. I don't think there's. That's yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's pretty easy. Um, I mean, we talked about we talked about rookie picks in the startup draft. Oh yeah, same thing. Um, Throw them in there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I think it's even more fun in an auction. Um, yeah, anything you did with rookie picks or rookie players in the startup draft, you do exact same thing. You know, they're part of the nomination process. Whether you're doing the player itself, whether you're doing the pick, whether you're doing the draft slot any of that you throw it in there but also if you want to keep them separate it's easy enough to keep them separate because you don't have to you don't have to do an order you know you could just be like all right everyone gets 300 bucks for your rookie draft you know that's or man even put rookie money itself and there's probably more ways to handle it in an auction but if you wanted to just keep them completely separate it's so much easier because doing the separate rookie draft from your startup order has to be figured out somehow and there's no order when it comes to comes to auctions yeah so there's also the man this it it might even be its own episode um or part of another episode in fact but um blind bid uh startup auctions that you know john bosch god that was that was like the most stressful like week or so of my life oh i know yeah i I mean that's like we're gonna have to like do a special episode afterwards on stupid leagues you know (laughs) where we can talk about like uh fog of war and vampire leagues for real you know that kind of stuff where we yeah that 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 definitely we have to say for the end yeah i like that yeah we'll just do you know totally different league gimmicks later but yeah we'll just for now we'll just focus on uh just a straight up startup auction and i feel like we covered everything whether we Uh, did or we didn't i gotta go back to work so (laughs) (laughs) let's wrap this up yeah same um yeah and uh but if we did miss anything if you catch something that you know you're not clear on or that we didn't answer definitely definitely dm me let me know and we can uh, go back and clean it up later but for now we'll get to rookie uh, rookie draft next time um yeah (laughs) (laughs) whenever whenever that happens that's uh the tentative plan yep yeah. So for now, though, let's we'll uh, we'll wrap this one up and adjourn the meeting of the commissioner's office and pound the gavel.